As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Sift Spoil for Tully. Surprise, surprise, we're doing a Tully Sift Spoil because this is a twist movie. Who saw it coming? Who knew? Um, so, yeah, so if you haven't seen Tully, I suggest you don't listen to this uh, because we are going to give things away that will affect your enjoyment of the film. Also, we'll probably be jumping around, so we may not make a ton of sense with what we're talking about if you haven't seen the movie. But yeah, guys, uh, there's a twist in this there's movie. A completely unnecessary Tyler Durden in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say unnecessary? I'm curious about the word unnecessary. I don't think the I don't think that makes sense. But that's the whole, but that's one of the whole parts of the theme is about yeah, her so reconciling with her about, past. Like okay, we, so, were, we were talking about in the uh, in, in the main podcast about how you weren't necessarily sure if it like what the point was and for me at least and you 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 brought up uh Aaron that it's wrestling with the past but yeah. for me it was more about postpartum like depression and this definitely goes more over into like postpartum like psychosis which is like the far end of the spectrum right but they do mention that she had depression with their son and I thank God did not have any depression issues with postpartum but I have a lot of depression issues like in my past it's something that I have dealt with a lot and am pretty open about. I'm not like embarrassed to talk about it, but like I, I did appreciate that they went that route because it seemed like they weren't going to, um, which it's, it's kind of a taboo topic. I think lots of women internalize the fact that they are bad mothers because they need help. Right. Um, yeah. Especially psychiatric help. Um, I think that it's weird that they went so far with it to make her imaginary, which, yeah, by the way, spoiler, she's she's imaginary. Totally yeah, so, so that's, so that's, maybe that's a big that's spoiler. Maybe I just maybe I'm not all that up on uh, postpartum stress disorder to where schizophrenia can play a part in this. And you have imaginary. Now, now let me just say something. Do you guys think that because I think I, I differ in opinion with you. I don't necessarily feel like she was unaware that this wasn't a real person. I think we're led to believe that she purposefully created this secondary person in her life See, to be that. able to to go through I it, to, to make it through it. I don't, I don't think she was unaware that this was – I don't think it was a shock to her. I think the way, you know, when she says, I need to go because this was only for a time, like I feel like the, her response in that moment, you know, she knows what's going on. Like it's not – I don't yeah, know. I mean, and I think she's. I think it, there's certainly some psychosis happening, but it's not to the point that she's schizophrenic and she thinks it's real. Right. I think it's more of a, and they kind of mention it that she's just so tired 
that she needs to compartmentalize her life almost and have this kind of younger version of herself who is still full of hope and promise for the future and thinks having kids someday is would be a beautiful miracle that's all fairies and happiness and kiss her goodnight because she'll be different in the morning and everything's happy-go-lucky, which, like, it is, but it's also not. <laughs> right. So I have a couple questions yeah. on the fact that if she knew that this was real. Uh, one is, if she knew that she made this person up, why would she bring to the attention of her husband that there was a night nanny? And if she, and also if that's true, there's a scene in this movie that's supposed to lead you to believe that she is calling to get this night nanny's help, and that's whenever her son's constantly kicking the back of her seat, and right. she's like, please, please, and then she like rummages through her purse to get the number out. Right. So those are two scenes that led me to believe that she was not aware that Tully was imaginary. You could you could be right. I I think it's a little. I think it's some from column A and some from column B. I really feel like she is struggling with her reality, but I feel like there is part of her who is aware of what's going on. Um, I think, especially near the end of the movie. Yes, and I, I think that she really starts to come through it when, like, at the hospital, she's absolutely aware because she's talking with her about like not being able to remember Italian and right. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I think she's also aware when she's trying on the, uh, the outfit and she goes, "Ugh, you have not had three kids. I think that right. that was a little too on the nose. Like, obviously I didn't realize it at the time. And that scene was so weird. Okay. So oh, let's, that is the let's talk about, moment. yeah, let's like, talk about this. Happening? Let's talk about the sex scene because there, there's a moment in this movie where if you're following the literal idea of what's going on the screen, which we're led to believe uh, at least up into this point, Although there are oh, a couple, yeah. there are a couple clues even before that point. But um, they, basically, she takes this brand new night nanny up to do a threesome with her husband. Yeah, you know, and and at that moment, I was like, I'm either going to hate this movie or there's a twist coming. Like I yeah. like that was like immediately I was just like that. Uh, this movie was so real, and now all of a sudden. You know, it's not, and I, actually, I'm not saying there aren't people who have open marriages enough that they wouldn't do this. Just, I'm just nothing has led you to that right. point to believe exactly. And I was, I was almost mad because, again, like I do not judge or condemn people who are in open relationships and have that sort of a thing. But that was so not what this movie was about, and they right. were, and they didn't establish that from the beginning. Like if they'd established it from the beginning and that was part of her reality, fine, that's cool. You know, go from there. But the fact that they were bringing it in as this sort of like, she's cutting loose and reliving her glory days and she's going to have a threesome with their night nanny and her husband. I was like, what is happening? This is not the movie I've been watching. Yeah. But, but it's subtle and it's clever how he's like, are we going to talk about what happened last night? Because he, yeah. he still would say that if she had done that just herself, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, she's talked about that they're not having sex and, you know, all those kind of things. So um, so it works. It, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just in a literal movie, you know. So at that point, I was I was fully aware that there was likely a twist coming because I could not reconcile, you know, that scene with what I felt like uh, Jason Reitman would ne- normally yeah. do. So I have another question for you sure, guys. Sure, yeah, yeah. Was she taking care of... Of the baby, while she yeah. was, yes, or was she sleeping? No, she was taking care no, of the baby. She was taking care of the baby. She didn't she get was any sleep. So exhausted. 
And I think that that was blurring her reality a little bit. Like to some, like you said, some of column A, some of column B, like she was aware to a certain extent that Tully wasn't real, but she just couldn't deal with the fact that she wasn't able to take care of her children and that she was snapping at the, uh, 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 principal and, and she, she couldn't take that fact anymore. So she just kind of separated out her life in that she was a super mom that did everything right. And the reason that that was, was because she was getting sleep, but she wasn't getting sleep because she was doing all the stuff that were like allowed her to be a super mom at night. And so that's part of the reason why she fell asleep. She was able to drive or driving and yeah, she was able to compartmentalize that part of her that wanted to be a super mom into Tully. So, you know, all the cleaning that happened at night, the making the cupcakes, all that stuff was stuff she did as Tully. And so it made her as herself feel like um, more rested or be able to appear to be more rested, you know, because she was able to compartmentalize. I I, I get that. Like that obviously makes sense. Like that she wasn't, she, she was the one doing it. I get that. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if it worked for me. Sure. So no, I, I get that. Fair enough. I'm uh, saying, I'm if that if that whole thing works for you, then you'd probably really like this movie, obviously. But for me, like, there's so many unanswered questions as to why. Because if okay, if she was obviously imagining this person, mm-hmm. there is no scene in this movie that leads you to believe she got help and for me that needs to be a very very important thing because obviously she the tully's gone now so she's not imagining but this woman had a traumatic schizophrenic episode that is never addressed ever again in this movie like it just leads you to believe everything's okay now now that she's done having this episode interesting because i didn't i I saw more of the ending as now is when she's gonna get the help like the yeah i kind of saw that too i never saw but it but the movie stops before then sure so whenever you see her uh you know making lunch with her husband and stuff it make it kind of had this tone of everything's okay now i and i just assume because she's getting help like she's well, because they had that moment where where the husband came in and was like, "I'm so sorry that I that I didn't see what was happening and that I was ignoring it. You know that I I should have I should have realized this sooner." And that I think that it it was kind of about him having his eyes opened to the reality of their situation wasn't as like, "Oh, it's chaotic, but it's our family. We're all fine." Type of a thing. Well, and they it also was, they, no, there's a real problem. And they also had a doctor. That that I think states the problem in in those kind of things, which I just assume meant they were going to help her work through those psychological part, the psychosis parts of it. I, so. just, I guess I just needed to see it. I needed to see her getting help. Okay. Other than I, that. And I, I think she was in the hospital, therefore she was getting help. Like I, yeah, like that's. I think I just assumed that. So, but I understand. Yeah, I can understand that for sure. Yeah. A um, couple of things we mentioned during the regular show. Uh, the mom judging, I just want to men- mention a couple of those parts because I think they are awesome. The one my wife reacted to the most was the caffeine one. Um, there's, there's, oh, my god! There's there's a moment where there's an older lady that's like, you know, even in decaf, there's a little bit of caffeine. And my, my wife went, oh, no. Uh, like, she was just – she was so offended. And then, of course, she chooses to get it anyway. My wife was like, if I were her, I would have ordered, like, an espresso. <laughs> like, you know, she was like – I would have gone the other just way. Just to spite that yeah, woman. Yeah, just to spite like, that oh, woman. you know what? You're right. I'll just get caffeinated. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so, and then of course you got the judging looks. Um, there, there really are some of those interesting moments with her, uh, her, bro- her like her sister-in-law, her brother's wife. Oh yeah, and the- her with like uh, even even her her sister-in-law says something. Oh, now they're judging us for our you know kind of things or whatever. Yeah. So I found that. Oh yeah, interesting. you get it from all sides. It doesn't matter if you're doing the holistic right. quote like right way. Like then the women that are like. Like, oh, you're so perfect. Like, you, you're you so perfect that your child only gets handmade baby food. Well, you know what? My life's too busy for that. I give them, you know, store-bought baby food. Like, there's, it's judging from both sides. It's it's a mess in, in the mom world. Yeah. <laughs> or that hippie au pair who's like, you know what happens to, like, I only eat, he only eats chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know where chicken nuggets come from, don't you? They melt the beaks off of the chickens and stuff like that. Give the kid chicken nuggets. <laughs> Give the kid chicken nuggets. Um, I, I have to say, uh, just going back to the whole psychosis thing real quick, I um, I never was at the moment where I was like, oh, I'm imagining people or anything like that. But I I felt crazy with how tired I was for the first few weeks of my son's life. Like, yeah. There were multiple moments where I just broke down crying because – I couldn't, and I'm going to try really hard not to cry right now. Um, <laughs> I can feel it in the back of my eyes. Sure, sure. Um, I couldn't I couldn't reconcile the fact that I needed to sleep while he was sleeping because I was scared he was going to stop breathing. I right, was yeah, scared. yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm trying so hard not to cry. Um, <laughs> You're fine. Let it out, Lo. <laughs> let it flow. Whoa. Let it flow. Um, it, there is so much, like, fear associated with those first few months that – you as much as my husband and friends and mom and everyone that was there helping me would tell me he's going to be fine. Like I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> get past that to the point that I just wasn't sleeping. I would sit up and just watch him breathe. And that's like a really stereotypical thing that like people will joke about. And I joke about it too. Like, you know, you sit up and you, you just watch them to make sure that they're alive, but like you can't, turn that part of your brain off and okay i'm gonna stop crying now i'm gonna stop crying now ah! <laughs> well <laughs> um, let, let me such if, a visceral feeling that sure like i cried for so much of this movie because it took me right back to that place of intellectually and logically knowing the way that like yes i need to sleep because i if i'm not sleeping well i'm not taking care of my baby properly but like it I couldn't, I just, I, I would lie awake. I would, the only time I would sleep is when I would pass out from exhaustion for, yeah. for weeks. It would be like, I would get like three hours of sleep a night, maybe. And even then it would be like 20, I would fall asleep like, like 10 minutes before my, my son like woke up again to, to need milk again. And it was sure. just, Ooh, it like, it got that the movie got that so well that I was okay with it going that extra mile to like, personify it into Tully because like I felt crazy I did yeah and I don't mean that like it like as hyperbole like I felt insane <laughs> um for those first few months because I was it's 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 so hard to explain and I don't know if you ever saw that with your wife Aaron when yes she, when absolutely she had your kids, no absolutely oh it's, it's such a weird experience <laughs> no it, it is and as a husband you don't you like you're you feel powerless a lot of times because mm-hmm. you know there's there's you can you can help you can do things but at the same time you know um and and you know my wife I don't think went through postpartum depression kind of things 
but she definitely uh, was exhausted, would, you know, break down crying just out of, you know, what, what I thought was, you know, just a, a pin drop, you know, kind of thing. But, um, but the oh, tears, yeah. tears well, would come your flowing. Your nerves are just yeah. shattered. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, right. I totally get what you're saying. Well, hearing, Lo, what you just said and going through all that powerful stuff you just said, I think that really uh, hits home on the fact that this movie was not made for me. Yeah. So oh, therefore, yeah. I can't have that emotional connection to. But this you can't learn. You know what I mean? Like, there's. I'm not saying that I can't learn. Like, it right. kind of gave me. But at, there's points where, like, if uh, this is going to be difficult for me to explain. Sure, sure. The fact that she got you know to the point where she was imagining people, either that's the norm, or this is an outlier experience where I can't connect. Right. So. And also the fact that, you know, me going through my mental, you know, difficulties and not seeing that character get help, maybe that's why I had another problem, sure. you know. Like, totally. Because, you know, I had I got to the point where I had to get help. And I see somebody who got further than I did, you know, as far as, you know, mental distress. And they didn't, I didn't see them getting help. Maybe that was another well, issue for me. There's a, there, there's something to be said there that, most, I don't know exactly what the breakdown would be as far as percentage wise, but most women who go through postpartum depression do not get help. They internalize the fact that they need to be there for their kid. And why am I not able to, to be awake? Why am I, why am I not able to sleep? Why am I not able to wash all these bottles? Why am I not able to change all these diapers? And they internalize it to the point, sorry, there's a plane again. They internalize it to the point that they're like, that they they refuse to get help and she kind of is already in that place at the beginning of the movie when she's talking about like when she's talking about this like oh somebody else in her house like i can't take care of my baby like yeah and and it's it's a big issue with moms and again like no nothing against you andrew like obviously this like you said this movie is definitely not something for somebody in your demographic um but I think that's part of the reason why it hits so hard for me is that it's absolutely for my demographic to the point that it's weird to me how much this movie was made for oh, me. Oh, I love the fact that this movie isn't, you know, for a universal audience, that it's for, you know, a specific group because that just makes it that much more personal and powerful for people who have been through these situations. I think the, and the reason I push back on that a little bit is because I think there's always something to learn even when – you know, if a movie is made well and it and it connects well and and does things well, I think there's something to be gained uh, from from seeing it. You know, from from learning those things, from getting a deeper understanding of you know kind of what a new mom might go through. So I wouldn't say this movie isn't made for everyone. Therefore, you know, only these kind of people should see it. I think there can be benefit from even even people outside that demographic from gaining some understanding or gaining some, you know, awareness of what's going on. See, whenever I think of a mom who, you know, has multiple children and, you know, she's like showing that how difficult it is to be a mom, but she's trying to do her best. I think a good example for me is to look at a show like This Is Us, you know, to see a mom, you know, trying to do her best, you know, and struggling, you know, and without a psychosis element to it, you know, she's still able to you know be the best mom she can even though it's insanely hard you know this is but even a show like this is us is so sanitized like it's you know that's what i loved about this movie is it wasn't the sanitized version 
of what being a new mom is like that that this is us is or other you know shows or movies have been they're they're just they're not realistic you know this is us is a plugged milk duct in this movie right that is one of the most painful things honestly that was more painful than childbirth right that's what i've heard are no joke and her like crying in the bathroom as she's like trying to get it to (laughs) to unplug was so real yeah (laughs) there were so many moments in this movie that were just like not sanitized at all like i'm so glad that they made it r without feeling the need to go like over the top they just made it r so they could do what they needed to do as far as like showing nudity and it's not in a sexual way it's just to show like like oh my gosh the moment when she takes off her shirt and this isn't nudity because she's still wearing a bra and the girl just goes what's wrong with your body yeah i'm almost a year out and i'm still at the point that like my body looks like poop still because pregnancy just like totally messes with with you and yeah i i could go on and on about how many times this movie was so real <laughs> and then she she goes uh running and she wants to beat that younger runner and oh yeah falls and she's <laughs> oh, lactating oh, and it's milk i make milk <laughs> i make milk I, I, that was the funniest line in the entire <laughs> what movie I, do. Uh, I make milk yeah um, um what do you think about her daughter because her daughter i think the son you know really gets the spotlight in this movie and her daughter, I thought, could have had a few more moments where, you know, could have shown, you know, the mother-daughter bonding experience. Like I don't know. It, it didn't feel like it was about that. It. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was it, about it, that. Well, if it that didn't story, need it, then but also, don't I'm get the character. Another, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, 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 what I was saying is, like, if you're going to have a couple moments, you know, with the daughter, then you need to make that a more prominent character as opposed to a throwaway character you're just going to have a few moments with, like doing karaoke or, she you know, has, shampooing the hair. Yeah, I was going to say the, the shampoo, daughter the shampoo herself, moment makes it worth it, I think, for me. The daughter herself has a few moments that really connected with me as an oldest child. Um, both of my siblings are adopted, and both of them were adopted from, uh, like, mothers that did drugs while they were pregnant. And I, again, this movie was, like, tailor-made for me. It's scary because... I was the older sister to an autistic brother who would be having breakdowns and I would just be like, Oh my God, make it stop type of a thing. And I like, I saw the daughter's struggle, even though it's a sub sub subplot to kind of notice that sort of thing. And maybe lots of people wouldn't, but I saw that character of that daughter, like, you know, being the sibling to a child that is going through some sort of mental disability or mental issue. And And that's another thing that was just like, they got it so right of her, like, sometimes understanding it, but sometimes just being like, no, I'm a kid, I shouldn't have to deal with, you know, I shouldn't have to deal with how to properly talk to my brother so I don't set him off type of a thing. Yeah. One other thing, Andrew, you had mentioned uh, was about the editing on the car ride when they would edit and play a different song into a different song into a different song. I think there were two primary reasons for that choice. And again, I don't disagree that that maybe a different choice could have been made. But I think the reasons were, number one, to show how long the trip was into New York without having to spend a ton of time in the car with them. And the other, I think, was to subtly clue us into the type of music that they were listening to from song to song to song was her music. Like it wasn't, it was, you know... Um, Charlize Theron's character. I forget the, what was the what was the mom's Molly person? or mm, no uh, Mar- Marla Mar- Marlo. Marlo. So Marlo. It was you know stuff from Marlo's era. You know, growing up, and I think they were continuing to subtly more and more clue us in to these two are the same person. 
And so I think it had a little bit to do with that. Um, Speaking of clues, when did you guys know? Like, when did you pick up on this? Um, When they told us. So it was just, that was, (laughs) my wife was the same way. Uh, Lo, what did you, when did you pick up on it? I picked up on it um, when they, when she crashed the car and she looked over until he wasn't in the, in the passenger seat. Okay. Um, yeah, I, and by the way, the reveal is maiden name. Her maiden name is Tully. So, and so here's a question. Are we led to believe that the character Tully is somebody she knew, like her mother or something? Or no, it's her. As a younger her? Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. a younger her. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And those yeah, are a lot of the clues. Yeah, have that conversation about Italian. Yep. She remarks on like... Like when they're talking about roommates and stuff. Yep, exactly. Um, I was going to go back to the roommate. All of that, which, like in retrospect, I feel kind of dumb that's that wh- I didn't. <laughs> that's where that I, I didn't pick up on it during that conversation where they're talking about roommates because it's like she even talks about it in like the present tense yep. a few times. Yep. And like, yeah. That is where that is where I figured it out. And again, only because of the threesome scene had put me in a space where I'm looking for a twist now. That threesome scene was so out of place for me that I was like, oh, some something's weird. Like there's there's gonna be a twist. Either that or I'm gonna hate the movie. But you yeah. know, there's there's gotta be a twist coming. And so during that scene when they're talking about roommates, she had had the previous encounter yeah, with her with room roommate. with her old roommate. And um, I think that's meant to have set her <laughs> off too. And yes. that she saw that her roommate was like still kind of living her life. Yes, exactly. And almost the life that she thought maybe she wanted. She says, um, you know, uh, I've been, you know, I'm with lots of people. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I did that, too. You know, I rode the carousel, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, there's there's lots of those little clues, I think, that they leave for you that. Um, and again, for the most part, I, I, I don't know that if I hadn't been put in the mindset by that scene, I don't think I would have noticed it then. I think it would have taken me till, you know, the end as well. The one thing I did want to say about the reveal is, you know, how it's the maiden name. Yeah. It's her maiden name. The the person next to me, who was a movie talker, by the way, uh, which, <laughs> you know, they were an older couple and he just he whenever something would happen would just talk like full volume, uh, you know, ask a question to his wife or whatever. But what is um, it with this movie and people feel I don't know. Yeah. But, but she's you like know, everyone in my movie was over the age of sixty. Really? For me. Oh wow. Yeah. So so she says, uh, what's your maiden name? She says it's Tully. And the guy goes, Her maiden name is t- the same as the first name of her <laughs> night nanny. Why didn't they know that already? How did they not talk about that already? Like he, I, I am guarant I guarantee you he walked out of that movie theater not knowing the twist. Like I guarantee you, from the way he was asking those questions, it did not register with him that they were act that was not actually a real person. Oh, which so, Lincoln you miss it. If yeah. this is playing on TV in in a few years and somebody steps away to go to the bathroom or to like check their oven or something, they yeah. miss the twist. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Any other moments you guys wanted to bring up? Mm, no. Low, anything else you can I think, think of I'm specific good. moments? Yeah, I think so too. I this in the same way that Fight Club, you know, you mentioned Tyler Durden is Durden is an interesting rewatch. I do think this would be an interesting rewatch to kind of see the subtleness of, of some of that stuff. Like I was even thinking when I was looking at the the trailer because I go back and watch trailers after I watch the movie that some of the clothes that Tully wears, you could say, oh, they're from that era. Like you know, it doesn't. Oh yeah, it the doesn't crop seem tops and everything. Yeah, and the the um the overalls. Like it, it's just like. It's not out of place because that is the thing is to wear, you know, that stuff again. 
Um, so, you know, some of the band names, you know, those kind of, th- I, I just, it's, it's, it's clever. It's really clever in the way that it executes the twist. Um, so yeah, I think it would be and interesting. I can to even kind of- see it being like a, an intentional or even unintentional part on Marlo to make her younger self a little more naive than maybe she actually was. Right. Because I know I, I look back at myself before I had a kid as like, man, I looked at that through rose colored glasses, even though like. You know, you usually say that at somebody looking back at something, but like I looked at pregnancy and having a kid as such a miracle. And while I never would have talked like Tully, I definitely thought a lot like Tully. And I think maybe Marlo never actually talked like that, but she was projecting this sort of like life was so good for you back then. Why do you realize it? Yeah. Type of a thing. Another thing that stood that's just now standing out to me that I, I like in the moment I was like, what? How does that make sense? Uh, that makes sense now is when they're in the hot tub and they're talking about her husband and Tully says, yeah, I like him. I really like him. And I'm like, you've never met. Like, how do you know you like him? You've never met him. Now, thinking back on it, if it's a younger her, you know, and she like, it's just it's interesting to kind of think of, of that kind of stuff and yeah. and uh, kind of process it. So, um, I don't know. Interesting. I think the most the 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 biggest thing to come out during this spoiler cast mm-hmm. uh is that we had totally different perspectives on if she got help or not i think that is a major part of you're not liking it versus you know me liking it more i think yeah. because i assume she did get help and you assume she didn't get professional help which well is, i'm not i just needed to have seen it right yeah exactly yeah, so so interesting Hey guys, it's Aaron just breaking in to finish the Sif Spoil here. We decided to do two separate Sif Spoil episodes, one for Tully, one for Extra Avengers Talk, so that you don't have to worry about finding it with timestamps or whatever. It's just its extra thing. So if you want to hear more Extra Avengers spoilers, it's in its own episode now. Thanks for checking out the Tully spoilers. Uh, hope you liked the movie as much as Lo and I did, and maybe a little more than Andrew did, because I always hope you have a good time. Uh, we'll catch you back with some more spoilage soon. See you then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.